the Cup and Saucy Book Club. I'm Jen. And I'm Zana. What's in your cup today, Zana? I'm drinking a cinnamon rooibos chai from Peromi. It reminds me of Red Hot's candy. It's very cinnamony. Uh, how about you? Today, I've got a fireweed black tea from the Klondike Doughboy Shop in Skagway, Alaska. This was my little pickup from, <sighs> uh, from Vacation. So jealous. So yes. jealous. We're not going to be able to give the link to this because this is a tiny little fry bread shop that sells locally made treats, but I will save some for you, Zana, for the next time I see you. It's a delicious, really delicious hybrid of raspberry and hibiscus. I don't know what fireweed is, but it's it's apparently wild in Alaska and it's delicious and I will save you some. Okay, okay. And today we are joined by author Kaylee Loring. And I will tell our listeners that she wrote this bio (laughs) before I start. She used to live in L.A. where she somehow had a moderately successful career as a screenwriter under a different (laughs) name. Now she lives inside her computer where she writes steamy romantic comedy books that occasionally make her a USA Today and Amazon Top 25 bestselling author. Kaylee, welcome to the show. Hi. (laughs) Wow, I'm amazing. (laughs) you are amazing but i had to make sure that 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 our listeners knew that you wrote that bio yeah we were not that harsh we were not that harsh there's like no version of a bio that i write that's gonna be like kaylee loring is a top 25 amazon best-selling author she's the best she was a really successful screenwriter before this she's so pretty (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, the the last part's implied. I mean, she, well. <laughs> and you know, of course, you can't see this audience, but we can see her, and she's lovely. Oh, yeah. thanks! I'm wearing Absolutely a really lovely. special Hanes men's undershirt today. Nice. <laughs> yes, that's that's sexy right there. That's we that's are sexy. we are all we are all wearing on a quite warm day. We are wearing the lightest thing that we can get away with and still be decently covered. So. Yeah. <laughs> I got my Parks Canada shirt. Just... Yeah, this is uh-huh. a this is the lightest caftan I own. <laughs> and it's a warm day and in this booth, but we are really really excited to have you with us, Kaylee, because I. Why? I I am particular well I am particularly because I love every one of your books that I have read. You've all written some of them. All, <laughs> all seven of them. Even though you have actually written 20 plus books. Yeah. And most of those stories are standalone. Your characters connect within the the books like some of my favorites, The Brody Brothers. Yeah. Um they they all interconnect but the if you just read that one book by itself, it would be a complete story. I hope um, so. Is it important for you to not have cliffhangers? It is. Like, I didn't get started writing indie romance at the time when cliffhangers were a thing. You know, I think that was like 2013 to maybe 2016. That was kind of the thing, was kind of serialized publications and Kindle and Unlimited duets, at least and, yeah. And, and duets yeah I also didn't I mean I think I came into it at a time when people were doing duets but I just I'm a very high empathy person and I just couldn't handle the idea of people like nervously waiting for me to release the next book so I just want people to feel like uh, yeah. satisfactorily achieved a complete 
release (laughs) by the time they've read the end of my books. And your stories are uh, are all so much fun anyway that it 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 seems it seems cruel to have you know a a, a rom com and a cliffhanger. I mean, if you're gonna well, you yeah, know... that's another thing too. Did they even do that with rom coms? Not, not really. Uh, yeah. I I am trying to think of one. I can't really. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, but, even yeah. with like sitcoms, you don't usually have. Yeah, unless unless it's, it's a very special yeah. episode, unless yeah, or a, a very special episode. Yes, Ross and Rachel <laughs> breaking up, thing. Ta- yeah. taking a break. <laughs> yeah, those stories, though. Uh, I'm going to talk about the Brody brothers because they're my favorites. Okay. Um, but I have read, uh, I have read several others, including the the holiday series, okay. like uh, the the ones of the you know Valentine's Day and Father's Day, and and mm-hmm. each of those. But the Brody brothers are in their stories are told in funny business, attachment theory and good vibrations. Mm -hmm. And they are absolutely hilarious as a family, particularly Ma and Pa Brody. And uh, Ma Brody is uh, Zana. I haven't given you these books to read yet, but I'm going to. What were you thinking? Um, I I don't know, (laughs) because Ma Brody is the best drunk text i have ever read nice <laughs> and you know i, I, I just, love a good comedy i, I know yeah. i know you you love a good comedy and and her drunk texts are are epic i have to know though kaylee are these people you know like these are are these characters come from people you know not really i mean um mom and brody i honestly like i i wrote i was writing that for mackenzie cartwright and she is just not a good texter. <laughs> She's like really, really <laughs> sloppy sometimes. So a lot of it came from her. I mean, like mostly just the idea of Mama Brody came because I asked her, first of all, she had already uh, narrated a bunch of books for me and I knew she was good at doing older ladies. She's a great character actress. And so I knew I wanted her to be Mama Brody. And then when it came time to start writing funny business, I texted her and asked her uh, what kind of accent she would want to do for this. And she just happened to be recording uh, a book where she was doing kind of Eastern Texas that she said was fun. And so I was like, all right, coming right up. And so that's where that came from. And then I just, I just kind of decided that sexy, stupid, sexy, drunk typos were going to be a thing. And it became a very easy go-to joke <laughs> and it was a, a through line and so my, if your question was were mama and pops brody actually based on anybody so pops uh pops is connor crace and there is an aspect of connor sometimes when we're texting where if like i'm freaking out about something he can be very calm kind of this calming older he's actually younger than me but he's feels older than me and so (laughs) he's an old old soul he is um and so that kind of aspect of pops like just kind of grinningly putting up with mama brody that actually kind of comes from my interactions with him sometimes yeah the only the only person who really really inspired a character uh was in attachment theory the uh the mom the chinese mom and that was very much like my mom oh yes so yeah, she's like she's always telling me, you know, hey, there's a Chinese saying, blah 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 blah, and that kind of. And and both um, she and the the female main character for that 
uh, book were voiced by Emily Emily Wuzeller. Yeah, yeah. Who is fantastic. And so that leads me to ask, though, you, these are multicast audiobooks, and many of your books are. Uh, so because they're so perfectly cast, do you have a voice in mind when you're, when you're writing? Are you, oh, yeah. are you writing to an audiobook? Absolutely. I mean, especially the Brody Brothers series, that was all conceived um, in terms of the audiobooks. I thought of the casting. I cast the audiobooks long before I started writing them because I knew you kind of have to for these actors. I'm using like top tier actors. And yeah, and I know a lot of these actors. And so I'm very much influenced by their personalities and what I know they're capable of doing as voice actors, that kind of thing. So yeah. Yeah. And uh, for Xana and our audience, the Brody brothers themselves are voiced by uh, Jason Clark, Teddy Hamilton, and Zachary Weber. They're all great within their individual books. And then when they're supporting characters in the other books, you know, they're, they just all, these people all work together a lot and, and right, you yeah. can tell that they have fun doing it. So yeah. Yeah. And that was the thing too. Like I did, I wanted to cast it because like, you know, I knew that Teddy and Emma are very close and Emma is she can be a bit of a smart ass on social media like me too and so I knew I wanted them to have that kind of dynamic and I also very much wrote funny business specifically for Teddy because I had heard quite a while ago he had said in a podcast that he did a bit of stand-up comedy um, mm. when he was coming up as an actor before he started yep. narrating and and I used to hang out with stand-up comics quite a bit when I lived in LA and and so I made a note like just years ago to to write that kind of part for for Teddy because it's a very specific kind of personality that stand-up yes, comics yes, have it on yes, I had to romanticize it, it a lot but yeah so that was uh that was very much for him and then I knew that I wanted to write a half Chinese character eventually and that ended up being attachment theory I knew that I wanted Emily Wuzeller for that and I knew I knew that Zach's character was going to be a guy who falls in love a lot <laughs> um and you know the Jason Clark voice really lends itself well to a grump so that's how all that yeah yeah, he, mm-hmm. he does a good grump. <laughs> for yeah. sure. And it also, you know, and just to uh, say that I knew it was going to be multicast and so, like if, if it was going to be dual, I would have written it differently because I've learned, you know, there's certain things you want to in an audiobook in a romance audiobook, there's certain things you want to hear from the male POV and certain things you want to hear from the female POV. But when I know that I'm going to be investing in a multicast duet audiobook up front, then I have a lot more freedom to write things whatever way I want to, you know, give me a story. So a lot of your dual narrated uh, books, Mm -hmm. there have been quite a few of them that you have collaborated on the writing with Connor Crace. And so how did that, how did that come about from narrator to co-author? Yeah, I had cast him for Bossy Christmas Again, it was like hearing him on a podcast and I thought he sounded very cool and he sounded to me kind of, he was like really funny and he sounded kind kind of like one of my characters, one of my heroes, but kind of like at the end of the book, you know, during the epilogues because he's like happily married with little kids. And and I liked his voice at the time that I cast him, he hadn't done a lot of audiobooks, but so it was really, really very much casting based on uh, his personality. So it was kind of a gut 
instinct thing. And then when Bossy Christmas came out, it it went very well. <laughs> he, it was a really, I mean, besides the fact that it was a big hit, it turned out to be just a really great casting decision. And he emailed me and sent me this like very, <laughs> the most aggressive complimentary alpha email I've ever gotten from a narrator. <laughs> that is a very specific Connor Grace description, I think. Yeah, I mean, because these other guys, like, they're all so sweet and they're all so nice and they're the kinds of, like, actor guys I have known my whole life. But Connor is a lot more like the heroes that he plays in romance novels <laughs> in real life than these other guys are. So anyways, he sent me this email and, uh, and we could started emailing back and forth and he was very funny. And then we did this podcast thing like I interviewed him and Mackenzie on someone else's podcast we just had this really fun dynamic and my publicist at the time got kind of obsessed with him <laughs> his voice <laughs> and it was around the time like I had already cast him for friendly Valentine's Day and it was around the time I guess that Lauren Blakely I don't know if the book that she did with Joe Arden had come out yet or if they had announced it and my publicist just started it started with like one suggestion and then she just like wouldn't let up and like just every single day she kept telling me you know you should be writing with connor crace you should write a book with connor crace and because i told her that like we had these back and forth emails and they were really really funny and i kind of felt like after talking to him on the podcast that he has he has a certain way of talking it kind of to me he sounded like a writer who had been trained as an actor because he's very thoughtful he has like a very yeah. philosophical kind of personality. For about a month and a half, my publicist just kept bugging me about it. And she's not the kind, she was not the kind of person who would normally bug me about anything. So finally, I finished writing Friendly Valentine's Day and it went to, you know, went to the narrators and I had time to think about it. And I was like, you know, maybe because I, uh, I was just kind of at that point where I was like, like, how am I going to keep writing, keep it fresh and stuff like that. And and so I, I emailed him and I was like, when you're uh, narrating Friendly Valentine's Day, let me know. And, and so I, I sent him this very long email that started with like, so this is like a super crazy out of the blue idea. And I know you're probably not going to want to do it because it, you probably think romance is ridiculous and it's just a job to you. There's that self-deprecating voice from me. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> yeah, I mean. I'm expecting you to say no, but I really, really hope you'll say yes. There's Kaylee's inner voice coming out. Well, but, also, but also the fact that, you know, he at that point had two little kids and, mm -hmm. you know, and a burgeoning narrator career. And I just didn't think he'd have time. And so I laid it all out there and I was like, totally expecting you to say no, but would you be interested in like just writing a book with me? And, uh, and he wrote back that he actually was, you know, he had just written like three quarters of a first draft of a book on his own that he'd been working on for like months and months and months in his spare time. And he was like, yeah, let's do it. And nice. then it kind of turned into, well, it was a phone call where he was like, so what were you thinking? And I was like, I don't know. What are you, what are you thinking? Um, and then he was like, well, I think we should do sports romance. Cause I want to do sports romance. Right. You know, like with the guy version of sports. Cause like, mm -hmm. it was yeah. so important to him. And he was like, so what sports do you like? And I was like, well, I like baseball and I'm really interested in like coaches. And like, I've read a bunch of like biographies of coaches. It's like, oh, cool. Well, 
I love football and there's nothing else that comes close. So I think we should write football. And it was like, okay, well, I don't like football. I don't understand it. I think it's violent and stupid, but sure. Yeah, let's do that. And so, <laughs> and so that turned into, uh, you know, a three book series. And then also yep. the Boston Tomcat series. I was ready. Yeah. And then I was ready for Nolan's book in the very holiday series and like, St. Patrick's Day was coming up and I was like, you know, you are very much associated with the very holiday series and you are good at doing an Irish accent. And it, uh, he had mentioned that he had some like Irish ancestry. And I was like, I mean, do you want to also co-write this with me? And I was like, sure, why not? And so it just became this thing. I thought it was going to be a one-off and it just became a thing. And now he has three yeah. little kids. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And he's like even more popular as a narrator than ever. And yet, and the two uh, and the two of you had a had a table together at <laughs> Wild and Windy in Chicago. That was another thing where I was like, "You're probably not going to want to do this," but I was invited to this thing, and it's in and the Midwest. Why and... were you guys popular? From what I from what I hear, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we didn't get in to see you because that was during the during the day events. Yeah, from everyone that I talked to, they said, I said, so how's the line for Kaylee and Connor? And they said, uh, uh we, we've been wristbanded for, <laughs> for, you know, yeah. I mean, that's and... what was weird is like for the longest time, it was like, well, everybody said it was going to be busy. I barely see a line. But then I, then they explained to me that, you know, Mm -hmm. There was like limited numbers of people in the actual yeah. line because they had given out 150 wristbands. And then after 150, they lost count. So yeah. that was not helpful. <laughs> yeah. So for those of our listeners who've never been to a book event before, often with the the very the ones that they know are going to be very popular authors, they will they will wristband, meaning that you're given a, a wristband and a number assigned and then you're told a time to come back for your set signing time. And uh, that's for, you know, the attendees so that the, line it doesn't control. get too crowded. Yeah. The it's line control and it doesn't get too crowded, you know, that way they can sort of space it out. And it gives you an opportunity to go around and see other authors and narrators. Exactly. And, stuff, so. and not have to stay in line for, you know, only getting to see one person the whole day but it's a sign of of an author's popularity if if you're can become a wristbanded author so that's right so congratulations <laughs> thanks i mean i think it was specifically the combination of me and connor that people were excited there's that voice again yeah no i mean <laughs> yes there's there's a little bit of that i'm sure that you would have been wristbanded even if you had been by yourself but yes connor is a connor is a draw <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> You're... I don't know. It sounds like that self-deprecating voice to me. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I'm sure it's a little bit of that, too. I am um, from Canada. This is just how I sure. still apologize to furniture when I bump into it. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are you planning to do any more events this year? No. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> not. Not next year. Not this year. No, I actually had to cancel something I was going to do across the pond next year, too. I No. It was too much for me. Like actually Wild and Windy was just kind of a mid-size event when I agreed to do it. And then they ended up selling like many hundreds more tickets. And so it turned yep. into kind of a big thing. And if I ever do another one, it'll be a small, like an actual 
small event, I think, because I have, mm -hmm. I have control issues and I just, the, the problem is, and the reason I got so overwhelmed with Wild and Windy is because I can't just sign my name in a book and just hand the back, right. hand yeah, back and just yeah. let them move on. Like there are people who came from all over the world to meet us sure. and I just wanted, I always try to write a special message that's like, yeah very bespoke <laughs> to like yes. whoever it takes you a lot a of time with, yeah, you yeah make a i mean they're coming all this way and right. so it takes a lot out of me and then there's the whole mm -hmm. like even prep work for this one because you can sell books so i didn't have to worry mm -hmm. about that yeah uh, because there's always the pre-order issues yeah so even em eliminating that there's still like all this stuff you get for the table you get swag and stuff like that and then mm -hmm. i did a, a little uh, get together thing just for people who are in my Facebook group the night before and, and there was that and it's just a lot like and I'm actually you know I'm a very friendly person but I'm still an introvert and it just mm -hmm. takes a lot out of me these are <laughs> you it, it takes a it takes a very special personality to be able to whether you're an attendee an author you know whatever to to go to one of these events and not need to take any time for yourself because I mean I'm oh, I'm a very outgoing person and I will talk yeah. to everybody and everything and yet I still need to like you know what I'm going to the room for 20 minutes I just need to get there's yeah. just too many people yeah. so yeah um, and especially when you live inside your computer <laughs> yeah then then you're it's suddenly hard to in get to know people in the meeting <laughs> hall and in, in uh yeah event space and and yeah so but it's, I, it wasn't I, I air conditioned in our corner either apparently oh, Amy no. yes that's right <laughs> no. i heard about that yeah that's um, the worst yeah, yeah that would just and, make me angry <laughs> and it, i mean it was it was march but or, or no, may. It was may. Oh, may it was may <laughs> yeah so what do you what other ones do you like uh, so we went to we had gone to denver before that and then after chicago Santa i went, went to, to banff oh you did okay. yeah and then i went to banff looked very air-conditioned and spacious <laughs> it was yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was lovely yeah and then i went to a special event for joe arden that also in you know, included a few authors, but this would, this would have been something that you would have uh, liked very much, Kaylee, because it like was very, like just a few authors. It was outside. You could get away from people. <laughs> and then Maybe. I don't know. I did a thing with Pippa Grant end of last year too, at the ripped bodice. And even that, I mean, it was, it was easy. Cause I didn't have to like, it was a bookstore. So I didn't have to worry about right, right, right. again, but I still, <sighs> It's still like it's I'm not at my house in my computer and I don't have yep. all my stuff and I can yes. never sleep. It's comfortable I'm, inside my computer and really I'm not is. leaving. I have no, all yes. my hair I'm, products I'm inside the same my computer. <laughs> <laughs> and what's weird is Me I too. actually like to travel. I just I can never sleep in a hotel. So like in Chicago, right. I was getting three hours sleep. Not for yeah, I'm 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 the same. I'm the same. <laughs> I, I love I love traveling, but that yeah, that whole I'm not, not entirely sure Jen bed. sleeps. I'm not entirely no, well, sure. don't go by Chicago. Is. Don't go by oh, Chicago. Okay. I, I, because of a series of like happenings and and unfortunate <laughs> events, I did a not series sleep. of alcohols. <laughs> a series of alcoholic events. Only yes. at the end was alcohol involved. Oh, okay. I will, I will alcohol say to defend myself, but I was up before the actual like uh, signing day at Chicago. I was up for forty four hours prior to that. What? Uh, yeah, it's 
not something I recommend. It's not yeah. something they'll ever do again, or at least yeah. try not to do again. Well, yeah, better not because that's pretty dangerous. Yeah, that was it was. And yeah, then there was karaoke, that. and yeah, oh, was, you went to the was, karaoke. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's not behavior that I condone, and Say no more. <laughs> but she but does yes. condone karaoke. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, karaoke absolutely, but not at the end of not sleeping for forty-four hours because right. you know your song choices are then awesome. really questionable. questionable. <laughs> <laughs> really questionable. Yeah, so you mentioned the Rip Bodice, which is at the time that this airs, we'll have already come back from Steamy Lit Con in Anaheim. Mm. I will be taking Xana on a road trip to the Rip Bodice. Oh, cool. Um, It's a really cute store. Yep. And and they're also opening another store, another yeah. shop in Brooklyn. I've been following them on social media as they're as they're building the store. Yeah. They're uh, good so, at social media. Yeah. It's it's very exciting for you know, the East Coast folks to have to have a place like that. So yeah. So you had started out as a screenwriter when you stopped screenwriting and and decided to then go inside your computer and write rom coms. <laughs> was any part of your screenwriting experience influencing, you know, your first books or even now? Well, my I first still... books, yes, because I uh, I just kind of jumped in. I uh, I read like one and a half self-published um, steamy romantic comedies. And I was like, yeah, I get it. And so I wrote, I basically novelized. The first two books I wrote, The Workation and The Flirtation, are just novelizations of unfinished rom-com scripts that I had written a while ago. And I just kind of added a little bit of sex. So they're very like dialogue heavy. The, the Workation is, there are a lot of characters. It's very ensemble-y. That one's not uh, on audio. Maybe I can rework it and do something with it on audio because it, it actually would lend itself to that. But yeah, I mean, you know, I've always been character driven and dialogue heavy. So yes, and I think it does help me when I do write the audio books because I like, you know, when I specifically write for these actors, which is something that most authors don't do. Right. And, <laughs> but in terms of like, like the actual job of being a self-published romance author versus being a screenwriter they're just completely different (laughs) careers it's just it did not prepare me at all because like when you're a screenwriter I talk about this a lot but like 75% of being a screenwriter is just going to meetings and talking about scripts and then 25% is writing and even of that 25% of your time writing, you're mostly writing pitches and outlines and you're rewriting maybe one. You're, you're writing to sell the writing. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, because I was a feature writer. Like I wrote one script for for Lifetime. Like they hired me to do that. But I was never a TV writer because I'm just not, again, like I just didn't want to have to work with all these other people every day and talk in a room with other people. <laughs> what? No, thank you. Um, the world I'm would be so much theme. easier without other people. I mean, yeah. seriously, yeah. why can't we just have a world with a, without other people? <laughs> I, I, oh, where's yeah. the fun in that? Do that. Let's. Just, yeah, I'm the I'm the yeah. introvert of us of the duo here. Yeah, I get it. And uh, and you have you know I had an agent and a manager and a lawyer and they you know they set up all my meetings and I just had to show up and they did all the negotiations and this like. I didn't realize that I was going to be the CEO of my own business. Right. You know, it was up to me how much I wanted to grow as a company. It's not in my nature to be a manager. <laughs> and that has been a very, very long and arduous like learning curve 
for me. And like, I'm only just now getting good at, and I only just now have like the right people on my team. So that's been uh, tough. And yeah, and you know, I'm just, I told you and I talk about a little bit, but like, I'm just recovering from burnout now. So like, it was just, (laughs) you know, I went from writing like one script a year and rewriting the same script over and over a year to, at first I was doing five books a year and then it went down to four books a year. And I was going, I was hoping to write or publish five books this year. And uh, I had to, uh, I had to cancel my, um, my plans for the rest of the year after Wild and Windy, because I was just like, I can't, there's just no way I can do it. So I, Mm -hmm. uh, it's a lot. Yeah, it really is a lot. It's so much more than just writing. And I guess there is a version of this where you can just, just write and hit publish and not even use editors or cover designers. You can just do everything yourself. And that's what I did, you know, yeah for the first couple of years I was just kind of flying under the radar and I saw it as like writing my future backlist but it's a lot there's a lot it's a lot, <laughs> a lot it is do. a lot there are a lot of moving parts to this yeah there are especially when you really leaning in, into audio and like when I work with Connor now we're trying to like always do simultaneous audio releases so you know the audiobook production deadline is always the first mm-hmm. hard deadline the big red bar on the calendar <laughs> that I'm always staring <laughs> at a couple of months ahead. And so that's, it's a, it's a thing. And so it, it does definitely sound like you're of the Dorothy Parker school of, I hate to write, but I love having written. <laughs> no, I actually love writing. Like, you actually love actual, the writing. Oh, yeah. so you're the opposite it's, to that. The actual writing else. that I love, it's everything surrounding. It, um, yeah. It's everything that's about getting a book published. Yeah. And, and, and it's the part that they don't tell you, you know, they, it's they tell boring. you that. That's why we don't tell you. <laughs> yeah. It's, no. it's the, you know, oh yeah, you're going to sit down and you're going to the business of books, but that is part of what, you know, those were the people that we wanted to talk to in this podcast because it was, you know, it was the authors, but it was also about the business of that surrounds, uh, that surrounds books because it's not Mm -hmm. just, it's not just an author sitting at a keyboard and and typing something out. Sadly Um, not. Sadly not. (laughs) Despite wanting to live in your live in your computer, you yeah. do collaborate with a lot of people, and you do it very well. Those collaborations come out as as very funny books, and and for me, they're books that that I revisit when I need when I need something funny, and I don't revisit a lot of books. So I, I thank you for that. Her TBR yeah. list is insane. My TBR and TBL list are are so are so much that I can't really revisit books unless it's a real favorite so thank you for writing the books that I'm going to revisit do you have time to read anybody else's work and who do you like to read if you do I'm a horrible reader like I'm no normally I don't and I'm not saying that in a self-deprecating way <laughs> really? no 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 there's 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 only so I much time in a anything. day I wasn't well it's like anything. there are reader I mean there are authors who are as busy as I am or even busier who are readers and they they make the time to read or they're speed readers. I don't know what it is, but um, I think most people in romance read more than I do. It's specifically read romance more than I do. Like for me, if I have time, like if I go for a walk and I'm listening to something, it's usually like a mystery or a thriller because if I am listening to a romance audiobook, I get ideas and I'll just like stop and email myself notes for whatever I'm working on and stuff like like you know 
it never turns off. And so if I'm listening to an Agatha Christie, like a cheesy Agatha, Agatha Christie mystery, especially one where, you know, I've watched the movies and I've probably read the books and listened to it before. And it's just a comfort listen. Like mm-hmm. my brain is kind of, it's preoccupied, but like, I don't, you know, it's just the right amount of kind of background noise for me, but it yeah. also listening to Agatha Christie for me too. It's like her writing is so simple. Mm-hmm. I mean, kind of, and it kind of uh, reminds me to try to write in the most basic way possible to reach a wider audience, which I don't normally do, but it's, it, it, the reminder is there at least. Like the romance authors that I do try and like, even when I love the writing, I tend to only read the first couple of chapters of a book. But like, I, <laughs> I always like Melanie Harlow, I really admire what she does with her series and she's really good at writing early chapters too which is nice i find adriana Locke's writing very pleasant i don't read it a lot but i remember liking her stuff and i read i read lucy score and pippa grant pippa's a really good friend of mine so i always try to read the beginning of <laughs> whatever she releases her stuff is fun and inspiring and you know these are all women who are very good at like creating empires and and they kind of inspire me and it's interesting to just look at how they do things oh i like i really like jewel e ann that mm-hmm. i've read of hers is very good too and connor narrated a really great audiobook for her when poor lucy is... poor lucy um, yes yeah okay it's really it's really sad but ultimately a very uh life and love affirming story so don't be scared I mean, I enjoy Erin Mallon's stuff. I I, try yeah. to, I listen to her stuff to support her, and it's also just fun. Yeah. Yeah, and cool. well, you know, we're, I mean, with uh, with Zana not having read romance before this, but what she did read was thrillers and mysteries and yeah. Agatha, Agatha, yeah. Agatha Christie. <laughs> so, oh yeah, okay. I, I love I love a good comforting murder. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Very they are cozy. Good. They really are cozy. Yeah. Like, and that's another, like, I watch, I, I'm watching Only Murders in the Building for, like, the fourth time. I love time. Only Murders in the Building. Like, yes. why is it so comforting? It's just so good. I don't know. I'd like, <laughs> I, I love a good cozy mystery in general. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Yeah. And we, and we met because of a cozy mystery show fandom. So yep. that's how, that's really? how, yeah, that's, that's how yeah, we met. Funky. I love that. <laughs> Yeah. Yep. So we we got to we were big parts of the Miss Fisher's Murder Mysteries, which is an Australian. Oh yeah, uh, my my parents watched that. Oh yeah. okay. <laughs> I you know it's just it's got it, it's sexy and fun and yeah. feminist and <clears throat> yeah. yeah and yeah. Carrie Greenwood who wrote the the books that they're based on was heavily influenced by uh Dorothy L. Sayer and uh and Agatha Christie and mm-hmm. you know it shows so Wait, so you met like in a Facebook Facebook group or something well so there was a group least, that uh, con- Jen was a part fan of this. convention yeah yeah so oh, we Jen. so I was I was part of the group that did the first fan convention yeah. for the show and then Zana yeah, and, and I met at the very first fan convention. And right, because I I had come off kept of, going from there. I found the show coming off of a Pride and Prejudice bender. Okay, and um, <laughs> and like just consuming everything Pride and Prejudice that you know, all the little offshoots and whatever. And the, Netflix was like, "Hey, you like Pride and Prejudice? You might like Miss Fisher's Murder Mysteries." I'm like, "Oh, my tie," and so I watched it, and I was like. I got to talk to people about this. Oh, I have to yeah. talk to people about this. And so, 
yeah and, and so they about that time they were announcing the convention i'm like i have to go oh. i have to go and talk to these people but it takes a lot to get an introvert out of her house yeah i know right yeah. <laughs> even though we're three thousand miles away from each other that friendship started five years ago yeah. because of that show and uh and now you're book I, friends and now and right? now we're book friends and now we're book friends and so that's forever yeah that's forever <laughs> book friends are forever listeners after you have read through all of kaylee's uh, books there is also available on audible and other podcasts her previous podcast that she had called multiple eargasms that podcast is she's no longer doing episodes but the episodes that are on there are real gems because she talks to some really amazing people and some of whom we have talked to some of them we want to talk to so check that out and we will put links to all of that on our show notes at our website cupandsaucybooks.com and i want to thank you kaylee loring so much for being on the show today because this was a lot of fun thanks for having me this didn't yeah. suck at all <laughs> oh excellent i'm glad it didn't suck at all <laughs> You can also follow us on social media at Cup and Saucy Books. We are on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. And thank you for joining us for the Cup and Saucy Book Club. Join us next time when we talk with someone new from the world of books. Probably go on a few tangents. Happy reading. Cheers. Cheers.